Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me at long last for another round of discussion for a brand new season of something Star Trek, my dear friend, Lieutenant Commander David. What's happening, dude? Man, it's great to get those... Uh get those personal days out of those vacation days is that what we call them in starfleet eh, who knows so many horgons and got ran out of riser you know right captain you, you, you know you know what's up that's right that's right you can never have I, mm, mm, mm. boy do i boy do i i need a, i need a good old captain's holiday hey, when you take again. the captain's yacht you know what i'm saying know, what's the old saying when the captain's yacht's rocking don't come a this is a kid show. I can't say that. <laughs> Beaming in. Do, I don't do we have know. personal? I don't know. Uh, personal uh, transporters yet? Not yet, right? Uh, no, not for a couple. It's a while. It's a while. It's it's a while. It's a while. Speaking of a while, it has been a while since we've um, yeah. done like these recaps. And um, we're, we're it, it's crazy. Like, it's been six weeks since our last show ended. And now here we are. The final season of Picard is upon us. And we're getting back in the saddle to do this all over again. Because why not? We're gluttons for punishment. We got nothing better to do. Uh, right? I mean, there, there, there right? are things. Things I could do. Sleep. <laughs> There's sleep. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's been that long. I mean, <laughs> we did what one uh, one book review, I think, in that time. So, and then, yeah. uh, well, in between there was uh, visit to Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, went down there, visited right. visited yeah. the uh, the the big the big everything's bigger in Texas that doesn't have belts for sale that I needed because I forgot a belt when I flew down. <laughs> Our friendship belt. I didn't buckle just forget belt. the belt buckle. I forgot the whole belt. Yep. <laughs> whole thing. The whole thing. Man, man. I did finally find some boots that I nice. do want for like for real, for real though. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can't remember if I told you this or not. Um, going back to like stock mm -hmm. show and like y'all's trip down here and everything. Um, but I really can't remember if I told you this, but uh, we have a family friend, or just just actually a family member. Now I think about it. it's like like a cousin once or twice removed or something like that. Whatever, I don't really know him. But um, anyway, he has some kind of like connections, like with like some of the boot companies. So it's like, hey, send me like the the skew or the serial number or whatever you know, like the size, the color, all the things. And I will see what I can do. And um, I finally, like, I snapped a picture of the box and the color. I got all the things. So, like, I just need to, like, see if he can hook me up. Because if he can turn $409 boots into not $409 and then, boots, and then that'll be good. We can get some for me, too. I can use, use what you're using. I'm using you for boots. <laughs> boots are expensive, mm. man. Okay, you would not want. True, but they, but they, they go the distance, like for real. <laughs> uh, well, yes, yes, they do. 
But I, I know that I know for a fact that you wouldn't be a big fan of mine. Like the ones that I'm wanting, just because oh. like they're the ostrich ones. And I remember yeah, you I, saying like it's just too I like busy. A pretty simple with with ostrich know, boots, round toe boot, nothing too pointy. I'm not big on the square toe. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> pretty minimal on the front. You know, I, I'll take some stitching. You know, some stitching design, but you know, kind of a. I don't really need a yeah. real intricate. You know different color design on the you know on the way up or anything like that but yeah yeah it's uh yeah <laughs> it's uh it's tough it's tough just finding that perfect pair of boots mm-hmm. it really is it really is and i found two like i think like the ones that i'm gonna like look into i mean they're like i said they're they're more expensive but like i think they're like both work boots and like you could wear them to like church yeah. and like other nice events too. Um, well, like I still have a I still have one pair. Deal. It's technically sort of the same deal. It's it's a, yeah. It's a work boot slash you know just cowboy boot. Um, but you know the problem is is that you know when you <laughs> I lost a little weight a while ago, so I'm getting new pants and you know in my new size pants boot cuts just don't wear the same. They just don't wear the same, or at least not that I've found. Mm-hmm. So those boots they flare out mm-hmm. quite a bit. They're not, they're not so uh, up on the on the calf as I would like, you know. But eventually I'll find a pair. We don't we don't really have a ton of great boot places here in Ohio. There's there's a place called Rod's Western Palace. Uh, we went up there. Okay. It's been a little while ago, but we went up there and I started looking around. And I was like, my God you don't really have anything here and everything is area square toed boots, which I don't want. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. 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 It's funny that you mentioned area because like the other pair that I'm kind of interested in, um, they're Ariats. It's like an mm-hmm. Ariat, I think quick draw. Yeah, I mean, Ariat makes good boots. <coughs> There's absolutely nothing wrong with them. It's just <coughs> up here where I've looked, they're all square. They're all squared off and I, it's not my style. Yeah. Well, I don't know how we got so in depth with boots, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, so yeah, like we we had the uh, we did the book review, you and I, and um, we should be doing another one here in the very near future to be able to finally round out that book series. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. All that stuff. Um. But other than that, man, like since we last recorded you and I, I mean, what's been going on in your world? Uh, yeah, visited Texas here coming up. We'll, we'll all be uh, rounding back down New Orleans in Louisiana for 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 Eric's big day. Louisiana. Uh, I'm also gonna be married this year. We uh, it's Woo. so dumb. We found a venue. And we put down, you know, like a deposit on it. And then we were going to pay the rest, but it's, it's a, it's, um, out of the way, uh, a, a true small business in quotations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, go to whip out the card to pay the whole thing down. It's like, well, I only accept, you know, Venmo or check or cash. I, we, we don't do cards. It's like, Oh my God. 
and Venmo's only allowed us to do like thousand dollars each day. <laughs> so we're just trying to pay that. Got one mm. more, uh, one more of those to go. So that's uh, getting set up. Yeah, yeah. But aside from that, wow. eh, it's working the regular stuff. Not, not too much. Very cool. Very cool. I don't miss the wedding planning stuff at all. <clears throat> don't don't miss it. Well, we're happy I, for you. You know, but I, I, don't I know everybody it. rolls their eyes, but we are keeping it uh, very simple. It's it's uh, it, it it won't be as much um, stress as sometimes people put on themselves. Uh, you know, a lot of it's just yeah. dressing the place up and. Um, I'm going to hire a couple of couple of restaurant folks uh, you know that we know to kind of serve food out that I will be making you know so it won't be that big of a deal mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I mean it'll be a big deal but it won't be that it won't be that stressful it's it's just mainly just getting it done which yeah. won't take too much mm -hmm. yeah and that's the thing like I mean weddings I mean they're However you do them, like it's, I mean, they're special, you know, for whatever the couple yep. wants. I mean, that's the thing that's important. But there's so much focus that's placed on uh, building the wedding that there's not as yeah. much focus on building a life together and like thinking about that. And I, I'm painting with very broad strokes. So like people listening, don't don't get it twisted. I'm sure your marriage is great. But like in, in all seriousness, though, like if 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 more folks spent more time thinking about and planning their life together like they do with the wedding, I think marriages well, that, would look. A there's whole no such thing lot as a perfect different. day. Whole lot different. You know, there, there's apps. And if you set yourself mm -mm. up for mm -mm. that, you're you're bound to get some disappointment because it, something will always go wrong. It doesn't it doesn't matter what it is. Something will always always backfire go a little bit off it won't be perfect so if you set yourself up for those lofty goals oftentimes you you're gonna find some disappointment there but yeah we're we're just doing a very you know small immediate family ceremony and then everybody can come in and you know have the party afterwards so it it won't be as um it won't be as uh, in depth but you know we got a family friend who's gonna be the officiant mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll, you know, her, one of her sisters going to be doing the cake. The other sister is going to be taking care of the photography, you know, who has a photography business. So it's, um, it's, it's not too bad. Very good. Very good. And the jokes on everyone at the receptions, like they didn't actually get married. It's just, we're yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're not, <laughs> We're not necessarily, we're, we're kicking around the, the idea of having everybody, but like, cause it basically it'll be like an outdoor thing coming indoor for like a little cocktail and sort of hors d'oeuvre hour while the food's getting prepped and everybody jumps upstairs cause sure. there's a downstairs and an upstairs. So then everybody will go upstairs and that's oh, cool. where the, you know, <clears throat> the effective buffet line, cause it'll all be serve yourself. You know, we'll have, um, We'll have a bartender, yeah, so there yeah. will be a bar for those who enjoy yeah. that, and then uh, yeah, probably some music and stuff. But it'll it'll be fairly low key. I, I've never been much for, and we, we both agreed. You know, we're not doing the 
the dance stuff. We're not doing the garter belt and all that kind of stuff. We're just not really those kind of people. Um, and anyway, I mean, <laughs> there are some traditions that deserve to just be with the people who enjoy those traditions. <laughs> so, so, but we're, we're just looking sure. forward to, you know, seeing sure. people and having fun. And obviously if you and Eric and your significant others can come in, we'll, you know, be able to, you know, probably parade you around to somewhere We're we're already, we already have a place we want to take you. If you're depending on when you're able to get in, if you're able to get in, uh, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, sure. but we've got a, a really fantastic uh, German restaurant that's like right in our neighborhood uh, nice. that we'd love to love to have you guys come try if we can. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're just looking to have some fun with friends and family and then, you know, doing our thing. Uh, the funny thing is, is one yeah. of my old buddies actually lives right next to this place. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he was the one who recommended awesome. it. It is, it awesome. is really nice. And they've done some uh, revamping <laughs> as well over the past couple of months. So it, it, it's a pretty cool place. Very cool. Very cool. The, the place that we had our reception, um, <clears throat> is like, mm -hmm. like right down the street from where we live. Uh, which we did, we haven't lived in our current house, for, but you know, very, very too too long, really. I mean, like almost five there. years, I guess. I guess that's kind of a decent amount of time. Yeah, but um, you know, we at the time we lived in West Texas, like out in like Midland uh, when we got married, and we got married out here, which is where all our friends and family are. Um, but like the next time that I went back to the place that we um, had our reception was like for a chamber of commerce event that I was like attending, like the monthly like luncheon and stuff. I'm like, this is where my reception was. Like it was just, just so weird, like hearing like, you know, some speaker like talk about like the importance of the siren 911 system or whatever and eating like <laughs> fried chicken or whatever. I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, the food was good. Like and it was good information, but it was just like kind of yeah jarring in a way. Like going from that and like your next experience. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny event. how that happens. I I would have actually dragged her to um, another town. My grandparents used to live next to a church, and we did a lot of birthday parties and celebrations there. And I and I thought about it briefly, dragging everybody up there. The only thing is, is that the um, the pastor who presided over that church is not around anymore and that's the only reason why i would have went he was a he was a great guy but uh but yeah sometimes ah. certain places hold different memories and then sometimes you flip it around for other stuff it's it's interesting how that works <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah Ooh. well um i'm happy for you you and eric um eric's not able to join us to, um for this episode, everyone, um, he's uh, feeling a little ill right now, but hopefully he'll be able to come back. If not next time, yeah. I would hope by the following, by the time we get to episode three of this. But um, yeah, he's not too, feeling too great, but that's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll give him another week or so. Um, <clears throat> um, I guess that's basically it. everyone so this is your uh, your your red alert red alarm we're, we're about to go into spoilerific territory 
as we talk about Star Trek Picard Season 3 premiere, Episode 1, The Next Generation. And as David so eloquently put it, we have The Next Generation in an episode of The Next Generation, which makes them the old generation as we look to The Next Generation here on Star Trek Picard, which is starring The Next Generation. Oh, boy. You know, the Next Gen probably... And I know sometimes we, I, I won't say we, I flip flopped on this because like Enterprise was also kind of a special time for me too. But next gen will, and you know, and then you get DS9 in there. It's really hard to pick like a number one. But next gen, I, I have a lot of fond memories of, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, watching. As do I. Originally, uh, you know, because we were just dirt poor at the time. We had a black and white TV, you know, a little 15 inch black and white TV in the in the apartment, uh, me and my mom and sister. And, uh, you know, I had to fight my sister because I think at the time Full House was also a thing. And I hated Full House. I hated it because she made me watch it. Well, she made me mm. watch it. So I hated it. Hot take everywhere. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, they, there was one night a week when Next Gen was coming out, they would play an episode of the original series first and then next gen would come on. So, you know, when Picard season one came out, I was like, cool, this is, this is good. Patrick Stewart's back. He's old. Don't make this guy run. Please. <coughs> oh wait, you made him run. That... Okay. You I made mean, him this run isn't, climb this isn't first contact when he's like climbing up that tube and you see his giant massive guns, you know, he's like, Oh geez, Picard, you worked out, man. Yeah. Patrick right. Stewart. It's old Picard. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I still, I still really want to like this show. I did not care for the last season. The first season was fine. So I, I, I do hope that mm -hmm. they, that they can turn this into something fun. Yeah, yeah, and I, and we did our um, our retrospectives um, already on the the yep. first two seasons. I'm pretty, I know we did season two. I'm pretty sure we did season one also. Um, but yeah, like the you you had the the first season, you know, kind of like establishing like. Where we well, I mean, an, where an we entire new cast of characters um, too, and, which are and it was now like a, not here. Of course, exactly. Which we, I'm, I I'm mean, still we all salty are that Rios because we like the Rios book, and I mean, I liked him in the show. I really connected with him in the book, personally. I did too. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Rios mm -hmm. is back in what 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 year uh, did we? <clears throat> yeah, twenty twenty four. He so we'll see him a couple year, you know, next year. We'll see him next year, uh, maybe working yep. in, in California yep. at a at a you know the urgent care, or maybe he's down in Chile, you know, sipping on some agua diente. You never know what's going on with that guy. You never know. No, no, you never know. You never know. But yeah, we I I enjoyed um, season one. Season one seemed to be a pretty. Um, I'd say a mostly even um, season um, with like a hiccup towards yeah. the end, like a hiccup or two towards the end. Um, 
And then season two started strong. Started very strong. And then it just kind of did something. It just, it, it just, okay. Like the thing that we were supposed to do, we did that in three episodes. Yeah. Basically. So why are we still doing this season type of thing in terms of like what yep. we had to prevent like once we got here? And I, I still have issues with season. I still have major Same. issues with season two. Same major here. issues. Um, <clears throat> but now we find ourselves at the beginning of a brand new season, and we got we're getting the gang back together. And um, this episode introduces a few of those those folks. Uh, I know we're going to be meeting more as the season unfolds. Um, but yeah, like there's what. Just uh, seven and Rafi that are uh, yeah. are holdovers from the prior yeah. two seasons. Yeah, Rafi's back. You sound look. You sound look. So I don't think that they did a good Lieutenant job, Commander, with Rafi. I thought in season one this was somebody that you could have probably turned into a very positive character, something somebody that that you could connect to. Yeah, not necessarily, you know, positive and bubbly and all that stuff. Not personality-wise, but something that you could really add value to the show. Season two, I really felt stepped her way back. So, when, you know, when the like the promotional stuff and like your pictures and your leaks and all that, and it's like, oh, okay, we're bringing back the, the getting the crew together. We're we're doing. We're doing the last episode of Next Gen, getting us all together and going on an adventure. I'll be honest, I'm not I wasn't too sure if I was really mm-hmm, interested mm-hmm. in that. I hope it's good. Um, but I did wonder if we were gonna have any holdovers. Obviously seven made sense, I guess, you know, because we're getting her back into Starfleet. Rafi though Rafi's it's just a tough one because season two I just felt set her character back so much that it was it was tough it was it was like oh okay here we go but mm-hmm. but reserve judgment I mean, you never know mm-hmm. might might be really cool what they do with her this season I and I hope they do something cool I I do too um I do too so yeah Let's just let's just get into it. Um, yeah, let's just get into it. So we uh, we start off this um, this season opener with um, with something going on. Basically, we have some pans. We we hear some music and um, some stuff um, at first, and um, then we come across. And, and, and just real, uh, uh, real Dr. quick, Crusher. real, real quick, you know how we made fun of the whole axiom of how much Star Wars can we, or how much Star Wars, how much Star Trek can we put in Star Trek? <laughs> <sighs> yes. We really just did shoot the moon on this one, didn't we? I mean, you just pan Apparently. over all this stuff and you're seeing new and old stuff. You hear Picard's like log being read there's the you know the suitcase for Jack Crusher, which you know is 
if you miss that, okay, you don't know who's coming up. But as soon as you get that, it's like, oh, Beverly. And then, like, there's a little Romulan ale in a cup. <laughs> it's like, you're really trying mm-hmm. real hard here, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. hey, the doc's back. She's crushing it, man. It's just crushing it out there. Yeah. yeah. Boy, I, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah, so there's there's something going on. So um, it, it seems like Dr. Dr. Crusher um, is like part of some kind of like Doctors Without Borders in the in the 25th century, basically. Um, that's what it seems like uh, based on like kind of what we're seeing and just, yeah. you know, her own ship or whatever, the Elias, um, which I looked up. What does um, Elias mean? And um, its um, origin um, comes from, uh, I believe it's Italian, uh, which means sun. And I, I, I looked through a couple different um, definitions of Elias, and um, I like, or, or you know, like uh, like baby name, whatever places. And I thought I found this particularly interesting, and this is from thebump.com. Um, Remind baby that they are the light of your life with a name like Elio, um, a masculine name of Italian, Spanish, and Latin origin. Elio came, comes from the name um, Elias and means the sun. As you and baby spend time under the sun, the name Elias will remind them to keep reaching. So what you're the saying sky. is that's the least emo baby name you can give. Okay, got it. Yeah, that is 100%. interesting. Yeah, you know, and I mean, we know that the writers progressively have have been very poignant about a lot of that kind of stuff. So that's um, that yes. is interesting. Not quite sure what that means right now, but it is it is very interesting. We do know that there's another passenger yeah. on the ship, which we don't really meet up with until the end. Right. I did think like so. It isn't like a huge ship. Um, I know when I first started watching it I was like dang that kind of almost looks like a little bit of the old NX uh, NX01 you know little little enterprise looking ship there it but did. Y- y- so you have a crew of mm-hmm. two on this ship it sounded like Doc's doing some clandestine sort you of you know stuff <laughs> what, what have you been doing Beverly over the past 20 years yeah Yep. Yep. Yeah, the um <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure. I haven't looked it up and I don't know if there's even enough data to be able to um determine it right now, but the Elios um it's it's not a Federation starship. I mean, it's the SS Elios is what it is. And the way that it's designed and if if David, if you want to look this up or if any of our listeners uh want to look this up, it, it really resembles like an Akira class um, starship, which the I know the Akira class was something that was heavily used um, in terms of like the NX okay. that we see. Yeah, in yeah, I see what you mean. Absolutely. So I did. I mean, I mean, there's like some subtle differences, right? But like. Um, for the most part, it does seem to have like yeah. 
a pretty close resemblance to an Akira class. If not, Could maybe be. it is a former Akira class for all I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like some something's going on. Like there's a skirmish. There's like this weird like like clicking sounding yeah. alien thing that's like come on board and like is hunting. Yeah, and for some reason for instead some of reason. having a regular phaser, she has a pump action shotgun phaser that goes out in a couple of shots. So it's like not good weapon choice. So here's the thing. Like I've heard I've 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 listened to some other folks talk about that very that very scene and they were saying the same thing. It's like it's like it's a it's no longer a phase rifle, it's a phase shotgun. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. But if you really if you think about and you go back to um, first yeah. contact, even insurrection Lock and data load. in in first contact, he grabs yeah. a lot. I mean, well, I, that's insurrection actually. Now I think about it, but like still, like there are multiple points in first contact and insurrection. Yeah, and, and you're right. And I th- I thought about that because I, I thought about first contact is like, are those the same phaser rifles that they had on first contact? And I and I guess realistically, it would be a bit like. You know, like an AR platform with a grenade launcher on it. So you, so you have, uh, you know, yeah, some secondary yeah. uh, higher energy blast, which just sort of goes to show that Crusher is. Uh, mm-hmm. She means business. She's not trying to, you know, stun anybody. She's, she's trying to straight up vaporize them. <laughs> yeah, there was some. I wanted to ask you about this because. Like, let's just like kind of get yeah. through this because there's so yeah, much almost, episode almost ahead of hour, us. Yeah. So much episode. It's a 54 minute episode. Yeah. Um, but there, there's a part in here. And, and again, this is not spoiler free gang. Okay. So just please keep that in mind. There, there's a part where she's down to, I believe it's like the last um, person that comes on board. She shoots like a vent or whatever to kind of like distract them. And then like, I think something goes I might, I might be getting it mixed up with the timing, but like something goes wrong with like with one of the phase rifles and she kind of like glances over to grab another one. And the first thought that came to mind was what if she's having to preserve these phase rifles because she's been out here for so long, like maybe the power cells are depleting and she has to really pick and choose yeah, when and she uses I, I think with the first rifles, she literally did run out of charge. There was um like a, a computer generated voice that said, you know, no charge or whatever. Um, that, that, yeah, that's an interesting mm-hmm. point. I mean, you're kind of wondering, I, I guess I was kind of wondering is like sort of to your point, a, how long have you been out on your own? B, are you just dealing with old tech because this is all you had or what you started out with perhaps? Um, so yeah, Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she glances at her second rifle and does the dumbest thing known to man and just runs in a hail of fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There have been some people that are like, "What happened, man? Like, how? When did Crusher become like, like the Irish Rambo? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, when did when did that happen? Yeah, like, well, it's she's kind of been that way." Like, especially in the movies, like, let's not forget that, like, especially like when we're like talking yep. about like protecting the Baku people against the Sona, Spoilers. which is insane, by the way. Um, I mean, 
it's fine. It's fine. More than twenty years. It's fine. Um, but yeah, like I mean, she was. I mean, she was very much doing that. And then there were like multiple times, even in the show. I mean, not to the same extent of like the features, but I mean, she's been that way. And she's on her own, and she's protecting someone with her. So like, it kind of adds to it. And like, we don't know all the stuff that's happened in like the twenty some odd years since you know Nemesis took place. We don't know how much she's changed. Maybe she's done like some um, Krav Maga or whatever in like the holodeck on her ship several times. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Yeah, you multiple times. You can't forget that despite her being a doctor. She's still, or was, a Starfleet officer, which means you have, <coughs> you know, uh, certain um, standards, uh, physical standards you're going to upkeep. We showed that in the show where they're doing workouts of different calibers and so mm-hmm. forth. But e- even when we look back at Enterprise and, and we're teaching, like, Hoshi how to properly shoot a rifle and then she teaches someone else how to shoot a rifle you know for the first time all these people are going to be somewhat proficient in this but crusher's been featured it's just we we kind of you know she oh she's the doctor the dancing doctor <laughs> another callback just seeing how much i can throw in here you know that i can remember mm-hmm. well how much you can know you if it's back? kentucky bourbon <laughs> That's just a call back to the show later on. <laughs> but yeah, it's oh, it's um, it's it's interesting what we have here. But she does get hurt. She takes a shot across the shoulder, and then we see a little later that she takes a gut shot as well. So she's in bad shape. Yep. Uh, you know, yep. is able to engage warp, but first sends a little message to old friend that's right that's right that's right to a very old combat computer also, do you hear that later find out. Um, <laughs> yes I don't know where is it I don't know <laughs> you don't pay me enough to figure that crap out man <laughs> All right, so, yeah, we kind of got to move this forward because, again, we got a lot of episode ahead of us. Uh, Picard's packing up the house again, which I'm confused by, David. I'm confused by this because I swear we packed up the house in the season finale. Yeah, that was interesting. There's a couple of things about Picard that, you know, are a little bit the, the character actual Jean-Luc Picard that are a little disconcerting for me in this episode that sort of call a little bit flashback wise to, I would say season one. Um, I, I, I'm assuming part of this spring cleaning, which is not in the Romulan uh, culture, apparently didn't know that. I mean, maybe they don't even have spring at all, but, uh, well, (laughs) they don't have anything anymore. Their planet's gone. But anyway, <laughs> just keeping the wow. timeline. Wow. Uh, wow. It looked at Laris, right? So it looks like, you know, Laris is a fe- yes, a, Laris. officially like moving in. It's like the, the girlfriend, the, the big girlfriend move in. It's like, you don't have to get rid of all your, all your stuff. These things are so personal to me. 
They represent special friends in my life. But now, Laris, I want to have a garage sale. Okay. Don't put that away. Don't, don't put that out in the yard. Send it to Jordy. Don't wow. Send it to Jordy. Don't, don't, don't. Okay, yeah, so not only that, but it seems like they're full, like, Picard and Laris are, like, full-on boyfriend and girlfriend, too, or something. I actually wanted to ask a question, maybe you remember it, because right now we're dealing with Gollum Picard. Uh, how, Mm -hmm. How long does he have to live? Yeah, because effectively he has a How date. long does he? There's, I mean, I don't well, know. The if thing like was is when, when they when they date. transferred him, they basically said you will live out your natural lifespan in this body, which we had kind of right. established right. something. I, I'm asking because I don't remember. I thought in season one we had basically almost set his death date, like he had a time. I mean, it was like, I mean, he's already old. Like, I want to say, like, um, I, yeah. I mean, he's in his nineties by this point. Um, so, I want to say it would have been like maybe an extra like, okay, five to ten. Yeah, years, that's a maybe. hell of a thing to stare down for anybody, really. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It, this happens. Uh, I remember when my grandparents. Uh, randomly started sending stuff to us it's like is everything okay yeah we just don't want this stuff anymore you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it it is interesting yeah, that fine. he's you know seemingly with laris now but he's also getting rid of all of his stuff and maybe it's more for her sake like hey you can put your stuff here too which seeing as we're doling out marriage advice earlier it is good to incorporate people in your life yeah in more ways than just personally, also in the home too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and like that's the thing. Like they're going off to um, um, uh, one of the like a Romulan colony or or, or a former Romulan uh, research area. I want to say to um, to do something, you know, with with um, with Laris and. That means he's gonna be, you know, drinking mimosas while she's off doing well, you're off whatever being she's a doing. Badass. I'm going to be sitting reading my book. Hopefully, I don't meet any, you know, shady archaeologists around here. <laughs> Vosh, what are you doing here? I do not want <laughs> Jamaharon. <laughs> You, I Death thought you died. Only the beginning, Picard. <laughs> oh man. Well, things are great. Don't give it to Jordy. Uh, and that, by the way, that thing that um, that one doctor was doing at the end before she bled out. By the way, or started to bleed out. The beeping happens, and um, there's a codec, a myriad codec, and. Um, yeah, uh, something's going down. Don't trust anyone. I feel like we hear that like every season, by the way. Um, yeah. 
every time, basically. Um, and then what was it like? Halliburton. I think so. Yeah, I think that that's what it was. Halliburton, a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, this is Halliburton. <laughs> Enron. A Halbert? A suitcase? <laughs> Yeah, and he has like no idea what's going on, and he feels conflicted about like, oh shoot, like I haven't heard from you in so dang long. Why should I help you? But at the same time, like I care about you. Right. What do I do? Type of thing, which jumpstarts all the things, all the things. Like, don't get Starfleet involved. So what's he do? Hey. Will, can we get get a drink together and talk about something that I promise you hear is that? not Starfleet hear that, related? Picard? They don't sell the fat ones here. That's galaxy class to you. That's right. <laughs> I love that, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, if they don't want them, I will gladly take one, by the way. I will gladly take one. Bring it. Come on, Eagle Moss. Send it my way. Yeah, I will gladly Picard take meeting it. Riker in a in a bar, and uh, kind of an interesting thing out of that conversation, you know, talking about uh, you know Deanna and their child, maybe not wanting him around. So this is something I did want to talk about, and this is one thing that concerns me. Um, and I want to do my best to not <laughs> sound like an angry nerd troll. I am concerned, my dude. I am concerned that the toxic stuff that happened in the Star Wars fandom um, I don't know if it's creeping in or not, but like what they did with mm, yeah. Han Solo's character right um, in Force Awakens, that's what I'm concerned about. Because the last time we saw them on Depenthe, like they've yeah. already they've already suffered enough, right? And and like w- it, like if, if we are reading you know too much between the lines, okay, fine, so be it. But I really hope we're not going down that path where we're we're basically going to be copying pasting Han Solo yeah. onto Will Wright. I'm 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 yeah, I am somewhat concerned about that as well. So. How old are do we have an age for Riker at this point? So um, the okay, so it is twenty four oh one, and um, generations took place. Um, season seven, the the finale, and generations took place in twenty three seventy. So that's been about yeah. 30, 31 years um, since that. And I want to say Riker was in his early to mid-30s yeah. when Next Gen started. So we could assume, roughly speaking, that he was about 40 when all good things happened. So that he's probably about late okay. 60s, early 70s so at this obviously point. Obviously, the tragedy of his child, that's huge right but still an active captain without a ship at this point right a captain without a ship you know 
the one thing that I think Picard's done is made the future dark, really dark. You know, when when we had Riker in Next Gen, you know, the whole talk was I'm gonna be captain before I'm 35. You know what I mean? And he passed up commands mm-hmm. because he's the first officer of the flagship. He believes in Picard. You know, there's a good bond going. Ship runs. You know, it is what it is. But like, you know, book wise, we've seen Riker as a, uh, I guess what, like fleet captain, and then even an admiral in one of them we read, right? Um. Hmm. So, is he again holding himself back? Is he drinking too much? Are things just too much for him? Has he been on such a sabbatical to where he he he's, hasn't? you know, just hasn't wanted a ship. Um, you know, has his personality changed and maybe this is his guns blazing moment. And old captain says, Hey Riker, we got a, we got a thing to do. You know, is this kind of going to be like loose cannon Riker? Because the, the thing is the way they're setting it up, it's not, you know, he, he's, he's weirdly jovial and I don't think modern Trek has done a super great job of like personal development in these stories. But I think that if that's the route they're going, I feel like they have a real opportunity with Riker to show like some real depth of like, you know, loss and loss of self, um, you know, dissatisfaction in a career, um, you know, personal struggles with, with your spouse and everything, trying to keep things together, but you can't, um, but will they do that or not to be like the thing that Eric hates a speculator (laughs) or are we going to get some, and I call it dumb, dumb thing where we have to sacrifice Riker this season. God, I hope not. And by the way, I just looked it up. He was born in 2335. So that puts him at 65, 66 years you know, old. With a guy with his point. track record and stature, you would probably expect him to have reached Admiral. Realistically. I mean, honestly, yes. I mean, <clears throat> we... Well, I think like the, the, the thing to remember... Not that I'm saying that you did, or that any of us did, but I think part of the reason why he might still be a captain, among other things, is that after the Titan, right, he did uh. go into, like, reserve duty or whatever, kind of, like, retire, like semi-retiring for the most part. And I think after, um, you know, the events of, like, the season one finale where he was, like, the acting captain of the Zhang He... I think it was like somewhere shortly after that where he goes back into active service, which is why we have a regular captain, right? Like not a like not a reserve captain. And, you know, he, he's earned the rank, yeah. but he just doesn't have a command um, other than overseeing the refit of the Titan, which we are going to see the Titan in, in part in like this Neo-Constitution class um, that we're looking at does have... Yeah actual components from his titan so 
that might be his pseudo command, I guess, like yeah, overseeing the refit in a way, like design and whatever. But you're right. Like I would, I would expect him to, you know, I mean, it's been, it, it was like 2379, I believe, whenever Nemesis took place. It's 2401. That's 21 and a half, 22 years. I would expect him to be at least, at least. Well, you a could even argue though, that at the end point. of, in a reserve role, in the end of season one, he bats back the technological threat. So you're adding another layer to his story, right? So just bringing him back as a captain, mm-hmm. and he's overseeing a refit of his former ship that has a new captain. I mean, they. I mean, they. They promoted Scotty in the yeah. movies, right, to captain of engineering. So why yeah. not give him at least yeah, Commodore or something like that at some point? Yeah, it, it would, yeah something ceremonial yeah. or ju- just uh, you know, I don't know, purely reward. <laughs> it's like you do realize I've done a lot of stuff, right? It's the jazz, isn't it? You don't like the jazz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a hundred percent the jazz, Riker. So, anyway, yeah, we're 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 going we're going right. after Beverly. We're going to the Wrighton um, sector, and uh, we got to we got to figure out how to get there, and we got to sell it really well, right? Yeah. Come on, Picard, you got to sell it well. And Jerk. this Liam Shaw dude, goodness. I mean, I know we expect people to be nice to like Picard and Riker because we have spent so much time with them like on screen but I mean why should he I mean other than like rank and like just respect I did have a problem with the fact like retired or not like he should have like stopped what he was doing at least and stood up when when Picard came in being an admiral being the freaking commandant of Starfleet Academy for Pete's sake retired or not He's a full four pip admiral, and you are just a captain. Get up off your butt. I had a lot of problems with that, actually. Um, One, because you're setting yourself up as a captain who appreciates rules and cleanliness, running a tight ship, chain of command. And while he might be retired, he still has a job as a commandant. Starfleet Academy, which means retired is a very flexible word. Very flexible. Riker being a captain, I mean, if you think about military ranks and everything, there are senior captains and junior captains. I don't know how that all equates here, but like order of seniority um, will be something. But the, the, the biggest problem for me with this guy right. is that if you anger the wrong person, retired or not, you could find yourself done. Blasted off to a star base somewhere on the edge of who knows where. You know, that it's not something that... It, You could be teaching typewriter lessons on a 
pack led penal colony for all you know. Make it go. <laughs> but but the, the thing is, is that this is that odd view of Starfleet that we're getting where, okay, Jellico. Jellico was a jerk, right? But at the end. 100%. He still was trying to do the right thing, just in the wrong way. And there's still a semblance of that organizational structure where there's still some respect. I think Riker in that in the that episode probably could have done a little bit better with Jellico. Like I think that that combativeness was a little odd for me yeah. personally when I was watching that. But there was still a measure where Jellico kind of eats a little bit of pie, you know, that old humble pie and has to come to Riker, uh, request him back. They say their piece, but they still work. In this case, it's very, very odd for somebody to be this brazenly disrespectful. And I, it doesn't matter if you like them or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, re- and regardless of retired, regardless of not having a ship, to act that way, he better have some very powerful friends. Because if not, it just doesn't matter. You're done. That That's what happens in any military organization. Yeah any structural organization you, you, you can't just be that brazen and maybe it's the blue steak that he's eating maybe blue steak is yeah. just screwing his mind up but it, it was it was very 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 strange and it, it kind of it feels like they're again trying to paint this picture of the the decline of starfleet which i i don't i don't care for i think we can still instill some hope we don't have to bust down every organization like that. Yeah. Yeah. Did um, David remind me? Was it you and I that did the autobiography of Catherine? I believe Janeway? Or was that, that might have been Eric. That? I might have been involved in that, but I don't remember. But I, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that might have been. That eh, might have been the three of us. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's been about a year or more, I want to say, since we did that. But um, just you talking about Captain Shaw and the problems that you have and like also witnessing him on screen um, kind of reminds me of Janeway's captain um, of the USS Billings. Yeah. Who was kind of a turd and yeah. made life really difficult for her. So. But. And there, there's there's more with him. So we we've taken a shuttle. We get to the Titan, which is by the way in this beautiful space dock, which looks like a refit from like the yep. ones that we saw in the TOS movies. By the way, um, v- so much nostalgia, like going through and seeing that. And when when Riker and Picard were talking, I, I want to back up for a second. When they were talking in the um, in the shuttle. Um, like you got to sell it like the way they were talking I was like I really hope we're not going to like do a copy and paste of like stealing the Titan like they did in search for Spock I really hope we're not doing that I I really did you think that too Um, and so we get on board we're greeted by um, um, Commander 7 oops Commander Annika Hansen and we're we're looking at things we're and we're looking at the bridge and it's great and everything and then we finally meet up with with Shaw. 
uh, meeting up with Shaw, all that happens, and um, oh, by the way, sorry we don't have great quarters for you. Uh, we yeah, didn't, here's we your couldn't do much beds. on short nose. Um, bull crap. Um, here's your bunk beds, by the way, like your cadets and stuff. It, it, and there two other and real quick captain. things it's that fine. I just it's spotted fine. into my mind. So we also had a part during that dinner where Shaw mentions Borg. And I thought, and correct me, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that that, that, that was, was pointed I, at Picard, not Seven. And that makes me wonder it if was. he had knew lost somebody at uh, was it Wolf three five nine. So that actually, I yeah. was wondering if that was where the animosity comes from, perhaps, or if it was something different. But I I I really did think that he pushed the Borg thing. Second point: when you're leaving space dock and you're a captain and you're not at the helm of your, or you're not at least in the command well of your ship. Does that, that not seem a little weird? I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's a very small thing, but it just you know, kind of seems like he, he's not necessarily on the job when he should be. Um, yeah. yeah. But the board yeah, comment was, that was that was interesting. Made me think a little bit. Well, I mean, we're we're seeing in like real time in this episode that um, he insists, yeah, that seven go by their original name, Annika, Annika Hansen, which I don't know if I'm if I completely agree with that. I mean, yes she was assimilated at a young age but to her her name has been seven or seven of nine for more years than it has been annika so he's 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 just a terrible captain terrible human being holds a lot of animosity because i mean you could say the same thing about una who you can't pronounce her name actual name so it's una but i i just think he's he's um you know the overly dramatic villain role if anything a very minor one like I don't expect like knowing that we're going to have a full bridge of like next gen alum in like like back to back to back I'm assuming very soon we're going to have to make room so either he's going to like bump his head really hard and it's going to it's going to bounce him too too much and he's not going to be in the rest of the season or he's going to be so grievously injured that they have to send him to like to Starfleet medical on earth or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Or they do the turn where we learn why he had so much animosity and he turns, turns face, you know, could be maybe not, but Hey, Jordy's daughter's on the bridge. Perhaps, That's cool. Yeah. Crash crash before. Yeah. Didn't crash. you have a nickname in the Academy? Yeah, yeah, you crash like uh, twenty four different shuttles, no. like all in no. one day, right? No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. crash! No, nope. right. nope. come on, Riker. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> just old guys doing old guy stuff. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So, um, from here, I mean, like we're we're getting kind of near the end of of the story for the 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 episode i want to like just briefly talk about like 
the Rafi stuff before we cool. just fi- completely put a bow on things. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I know this it. is really exciting. <laughs> so um, we uh, we end up on um, Mtalus. Um, I swear it has nothing to do with our showrunner Terry Metalis at all whatsoever in the least um, yeah so um, I believe it was sector 6 of this particular planet and it looks like um, a pretty similar like sister planet to uh, you know Vegas in space right oh you're talking about the uh, planet where uh, start a city oh whoa Wusakun, you know did some MMA that one we, we, we don't need to we don't need to go. No, to, no, no, that, that, that's that's uh, a barge. Look, we don't need to go to a galaxy. That's the combo barge. Today. <laughs> okay, all right. So uh, apparently, like Rafi has um, fallen off the wagon, and she's um, back into um, her addictions and stuff, and um, just like trying to get her fix with like this Orion dealer of sorts, and um, is starting to ask a few too many questions, and she's got. She's got some money to spare to try and get her questions answered. And um, after getting another hit of whatever dagger drug that she got, I don't know what that... It looked like a dagger to me. Like some arrowhead-looking dagger. I don't know what it was. Anyway, um, something about a red lady. Something's going down about a red lady and some weapons that were, uh, were taken from the Daystrom Institute. And um, we just, you know, piddle on down the road into some random alleyway. Yeah. And um, it's let me say my full name and rank and say that I'm a part of Starfleet Intelligence in an alleyway. <laughs> Not so far away. Yeah, I mean, okay. So she's she's being handled, you know. St- Maybe Starfleet and tell. Well, I have a I have a By thought on someone. that actually because we did get. We, yeah, I'm sure you uh, are. I do it too. Might be the same. Um, but yeah, we're we're in her ship, mm. and you know she wants to contact her handler, and there was a very specific point where it said, "You are a warrior." It's like. Okay, on on three, let's say who we think it is. One. Two, Worf. three, Worf. <laughs> Worf. Okay, good timing. I, I <laughs> good can't timing. Stand, Bravo. Uh, timing stuff. Yay. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, war. I mean, that way, you know, how many times it said, "I want a face to face." Denied. Denied. You are a warrior. And I like the way they put it, like a, uh, a, a feminine voice in the computer, you know. And it's it's totally Worf. <laughs> It's got to be. I mean, like in like the like some interviews and stuff. I think it was Michael Dorn who was saying like him and Rafi did a lot of scenes together. I mean, yeah, that's kind of giving it right there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, we're, so we're we're on the hunt for the Red Lady, and we're trying to figure out like, is it a flower? Is it? a gun is it a what and after like a few uh, like 17 aha moments later it's captain rachel garrett captain yeah. former captain of the enterprise c 
um, in the episode yesterday's Enterprise. She's in front of like this, like Starfleet recruitment center or just like this yep. Starfleet building in general. And um, oh shoot, Starfleet's being targeted here. Mm. And suspiciously, comms are down or there's static. There's interference. So this intelligence that she has cannot be yep. communicated. You can't prevent Dink. So there we go. Let's so add some more Star guilt Trek on top portal. of Rafi. It's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. I got, I gotta say, it would be nice, Chase. It'd be real nice mm. if we didn't Tell have me. to do all these full season arcs of things, and we could just have fun in our little sandbox and make some nice little stories together and paint some happy trees. You know, it would just be great if one day we get a show, you know, that's not like prodigy. That's not like animated where we could just, just live. We just live in it. I just want to live in it a little bit, but now it seems like we have two crises. We have terrorists and we have whatever's happened with Beverly. And we're assuming that they're connected, right? Hunters. We got to connect the dots. Sure. But uh, yeah, another attack on Starfleet. We've never seen that before. <laughs> no offense, but come on. Not once. Yeah. So. So that's that's basically it for Rafi, and I'll save my 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 comments about this and, and I do other want to say just one thing though as a credit the to the uh, to the actress uh, uh, Michelle yeah. heard pretty good acting heard. in my in my opinion I, I thought it pretty good acting from her you know kind of the junky thing and then turn it around obviously still very frustrated and so forth but like I'm not real sure about the story. I don't know if I will care about it or not, but like pretty good acting. Since we're, since you're bringing it up now, that's the thing I was going to be pointing out later. So let's just do it. I'm, I have not been impressed with her. That's acting fair enough at all. I mean, and normally I haven't at been, all. but there, I think there was just something a little <clears throat> bit more here in this little tiny snippet. Just, just for me though. Sure, sure. More, I get, we, 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 can, we can talk about that later. Be fine. Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, the red lady uh, led to the portal thing, and um, they dumped a, a, cool. a football stadium on a city. Cool. Yep. Cool, yep. great. Not a tragedy at all. Not a tragedy at all. So, um, yeah, um, back, meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the Titan... Um, <laughs> was that a good Batman noise? Okay, I've been practicing. I've been practicing. So Seven is suspecting something, and like, hey, what's going on? Okay, cool. Um, uh, I'm gonna give you four minutes to get your butt to a shuttle, and that's it. That's it. And there's a few bumps along the way, and Shaw's like, you've loyaltyed your way out of a career. Congratulations. 
allowing them to go do whatever they're going to do in the writing se- um, sector since you ordered it over to the writing sector. Write me a report. Without my approval. Because I'm... Of everything. Tell me all the things. Whisper sweet nothings into my ear. And I'm going to fire you. It's fine. Um, yeah. Um, so we make it. And I just got to say, like, there was a shot. And it was like, it's like almost like a throwaway shot, David. But it brought so much joy uh, just seeing it. And it it's like this like little two-second little pan of essentially the runabout basically looks like a runabout landing on top of the Elias we find it by the way we land on top of the Elias and it's the way it's like this pan from like left to right with like a little bit of a push to it and it just reminded me so much of of Deep Space Nine and like ships and shuttles and stuff like landing near pylons and like just the way like it was just like shot and just the way that the animation was done i was like this it, this is just taking me back to yeah. the 90s and i'm like yeah no i mean right it, even our nebula was, was was pretty in its own right you know the the, the visualizations are, mm-hmm. are pretty good i did uh i did kind of find uh Riker's joke a little funny just mainly because I you know Picard running it's like <laughs> your hands hurt your hands are stiff my knees are stiff as long as we don't have to run or shoot anything we'll be just fine <laughs> and it's just like it's like a buddy cop <laughs> movie on, on like network TV and, and all you're gonna hear is two really old is. guys <laughs> Or or it's like that Liberty Mutual commercial, you know, just like two old guys and Rafi. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, we we uh, we're 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 there and we're looking around. We're, We're sneaking a peek at some stuff and we see like, oh, shoot. This was like point blank range, like shot here to distract things. Cool. Um, Okay. Completely obliterated this dude right here. No big deal. Okay. Sweet. Okay. Things have escalated a little quickly. That's fine. Things got out of hand way too fast. That's okay. And um, one uh, Picard finds, um, finds Beverly in like a little cryo box thing. And, um, this random dude, which we're finally meeting. Hey, um, do you want to you want to guess who point. he is in synchronized fashion this time? One, two, no. three. Picard's son. <laughs> Picard's son. He even sounds British, <laughs> even though he's Picard's from France. Whatever, it's fine. Exactly. Uh, The Brits took yeah, over France, was, apparently. It was um, <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. Yeah, very, very interesting. I did, again, like, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Jonathan Frakes, I, he didn't direct this episode, did he? Okay. I'm pretty sure he had no. some creative liberties, like, because he gets in a couple of things that I think, eh, he totally came up with that. Even the point where um, 
our our new characters holding them, you know, at phaser point. Uh, he he gives him an old back elbow and like wrestles the gun out of his hand. He's like, hey, give me that thing. <laughs> he didn't really cleanly get it either. He's like, oh, give give it to me, give it to me now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I read somewhere like this kid better not be like the love child between Beverly and like the, the lamp. <sighs> she kept it. We get it. It's like a Fabio. It's like the, the new wave Fabio romance mm. novel haunted lamp. Oh. <laughs> I heart I lamp. lamp. I mean, it, I, one of the one of the things that I, I was somewhat thinking about here is, um, you know, is this some sort of like, like, okay, why is Beverly running? Like, what are what are we doing here? Now we have this person that I'm pretty firm, at least right now, thinking this is Picard's child, their child together. But what if it's something? Mm-hmm a little different like a I don't want it to be like a cloning thing or like she's got some medical tech or something like that, that you know she's doing or whatever it's just very odd that she's out running from space pirates mm-hmm. but it's definitely mm-hmm. Picard's kid so I've been hearing some um um, interesting ideas about this, and um, I want to get—I want to make sure I have something correct before I um, speak about it. But the timing is is kind of interesting. So, uh, I mean, like, would you say that that uh, that dude is? Um, he looks like he's maybe like maybe late twenties, early thirties, give or take. Yeah. I yeah, I would yeah, I'd say so. Okay. So the yeah, actor, just like Ed Spielers. Um, Ed Spielers. Yeah. He was born in eighty yeah. eight. So he he's he's about our age. Um so his character, I mean, he could easily play a character like in their 20s. In like Hollywood, mid, yes. Mid to late 20s, early 30s. Easily. I'm 18. Yeah, in Hollywood, yes. So. And in high school. And in high school. Uh, I'm the captain of the basketball team. Um, so here's here's the the idea that a lot of folks are kind of theorizing that this guy has been the secret child of um, of Picard and Crusher since um, season one. What? Of next what did gen. you just say? So, oh wait, hold on, let me back that one up for her real quick. So the naked. Uh, now and that's why she uh, was gone season two whenever he's like Whoa. oh my god that, that was what I was about to say next that's the theory that and the, the, the general whatever that's kind of 
making the rounds right now that what happened in season one is the reason, the in-universe reason, like for real, for real, that she was at Starfleet Medical to have the secret child away from the Enterprise. But that doesn't, that, that still doesn't explain like, what do you do with a baby, right? Like babies are needy. Like, what do you do with that baby for like the next six years that you're on the ship doing the things, boldly going and stuff, and then boldly going and doing four more movies? I mean, they shared minds at one point, Beverly and Picard. That's true. They were linked by a tether. Look, interesting thought, but... That's like, that would be such a flippin' stretch. That would... But what if it did happen, David? It's stupid. <laughs> well, okay, again, we're, but the thing is, we're talking about that Beverly and Picard haven't seen each other for ten or 20 years. He said that. So in that regard, right. if we're going to call the kid 20, 1920, which is a little stretchy, but let's mm-hmm. just go with that. A stretch. I think that that makes more sense than backing it up that far. I, I think that that's the, more the rub that would be practical. I could, I could live with yeah. a post-nemesis baby. But the thing I don't like about even that, and if they if they do, if Picard is really and truly the father, I don't know how I feel about that, because that's a, that's kind of copying and pasting yeah, the say, yeah. the James T. Kirk thing all over again from Wrath of Khan. And do we really need another, like, absent father kind of story? I mean, like, Kirk knew, and he he intentionally stayed away. Like, that was, like, an agreed-upon thing between him and Carol. But Jean-Luc didn't even have the option, as far as we know as the audience, right? He, He wasn't even given that option, so... And we heard, like, at the beginning, which we're like, oh, 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 I'm not a man who needs a legacy. Well, and that's that's the thing, like, I I feel like there there has to be a subset of the community that doesn't ever want to let go, right? It's a very natural thought to think about the next generation, you know? And that's what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk had a son. Um, Picard had, I guess, not quite a son and then a clone. Um, But I think it's natural for for people to want to protect their however you want to call whatever you want to call it. Genetic line, legacy, progeny. And I, I, I think that's a natural thing. And like, I'm not, 
I'm not necessarily upset by that. What does irritate me is the recycling of the same old song and dance. I don't think Picard's the kind of person to have children. I'm just, I just don't. There are people that do not have children and they're not right for that. And it is what it is. I don't think... I just don't... I don't think that we need to keep recycling that story. And I think that's exactly what we have. You know, Beverly runs away for whatever reason. She doesn't strike me as somebody who necessarily runs away, though. I mean, there are other characters, absolutely. Her, I don't really see that with. Sure. But maybe there's a reason why she did. Maybe there's something about this kid. Maybe when he cries around Dilithium, it blasts planets. I, I don't know. Just hey, just trying to put more Trek in Trek. I appreciate that so much, David. <laughs> Thank you for for trying, doing your but, level. But I, best. I do, I do think I love a good cry. Probably something about him that uh, maybe because layers. Yeah. You know, I was talking about like the Elias thing. And it's the name of the ship. Um, I wonder if there is something about young Mr. Crusher. Maybe he has a condition. He has to be in the, like, near a major sun or nebula or whatever because there's some kind of genetic abnormality or whatever, which is what we've seen with the Shinzon clone not necessarily with sun, like he needed like a full like blood transfer or whatever. But like we we saw that with Thad, like in the book and then later confirmed also or or I'm sorry, it was in the the mm. show and then also mm. in the book too. Like if there is something, you know, like with this whole like mother and son thing and the Elias and the sun and like the meaning of the sun, I realize that's not his name. But just Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. But we didn't learn who he truly is now. We just know Beverly's his mother. And we've got a very, very pointy ship coming at us. Mm-hmm. Which looks like the Scimitar Jr. in the shot. We that into a, into a new series. We have never recycled anything. I never recycled okay. So anyway, Chase is going to cancel, and he will now buy a Subaru. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! I'm good with my Toyota, man. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So that's it. That's um, that's that's basically it. I think we've we've covered it as well as we can. There was a, a lot of content, lot of content in this episode. Um, so with that, I know, um, Eric's not with us obviously, but let's, um, let's just roll right into the evaluation of stuff. Uh, starting with, um, you guessed it, the Delta, where we look at the different divisions of Starfleet service and how well they were represented. you know the, you know, the drill, we look at, um, command science and operations and all the sub stuff that goes with it. 
Um, so what do you think? So there was actually one thing that kind of peeped my operational uh, sensors. <laughs> when Riker and Picard dock, they run a decontamination sequence. Mm. Like they stop this whole thing to run a decom. You like that, huh? I I was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. I I enjoyed that. Um, and I think it's about all that really stands out to me because I mean the whole thing is is like we're we're telling an arc. It's not necessarily procedural, so there's not much more. So I think it's cool to have those little tiny things in there. I don't know if it's like full Delta worthy um, science. We did have scanning for life signs and Picard had brought up like Beverly's former uh, bio sign or uh, 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 bio signature to search for bio signs. Um, so that is, I guess, you know, that's, that's a little sciency there. I, I would say, uh, well, I guess even operational wise, mm-hmm. you could talk about the uh, original transmission long range to a 20 year old or whatever com badge from the Enterprise D. So that's that's operational in, in a sense, I guess. Yeah, and so I, 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 I guess I could all bump up and, and maybe give that delta for that science. I, you know, they did. They, they censored things that that makes sense to me. Um, command, though. Command's kind of tough. I mean, you had Seven make a command decision to stand by her friends instead of her, you know, kind of D word captain. Yeah, just trying for the kids. But uh, mm-hmm. so, so I, I think that she's showing showing a little <laughs> bit there. But like, is there much in the way of like com- actual command command decisions? I think it's a little little bit loose maybe not quite as much to go there but if you wanted to argue it i guess seven's decision is a command decision so yeah what i guess rolling into mine like you know eric and i um have definitely uh talked about jellico quite a few times i know you brought up jellico um in in some of your comments earlier in the episode um and that's that's really like a like a command style kind of thing, where we're so accustomed to the way that Jean Luc uh, runs or, or was running, you know, the Enterprise D at the time, that it was just so jarring to have this other command style. And um, this is a stretch, and I know that we we said what we said, but. Even though we don't like him, there is the command style of Shaw that's there. It's a thing. I've I've made that argument it, before. It's, so, I mean, yeah. it, it's it, it's it's a thing. I mean, we don't have to like the dude, but like that is how he, that is his command style. That is how he functions as a four pip. Um, non-admiral type so uh, we're, we're seeing it and we're also like you said just then like even if it is a stretch with some of the stuff we are also seeing um i think primarily um seven annika whatever you know doing her duty 
right, in terms of like welcoming and saying, you know, admiral and captain on the bridge and all the decorum type of, you know, military tradition type of stuff. So I think that's there too, like trying to figure out her own thing. And even I think having an honest, like mentoring kind of conversation with Admiral Picard of like, how do I do this? How do I follow my instinct when like I have like, you know, crappy leaders that I have to like follow type of thing. So I think that's an opportunity for Picard as an admiral, retired or whatever, to speak to that. Like, hey, I've been there, done that too. I get it. So it's like having like that human kind of component to to service. So I think we do have some command stuff. You just got to really like, you really got to look for it in this episode. Um, but I'm, I'm right there with you. I was going to point out like the long range stuff too. Uh, for like operations, like with like with the engineering and the communication side of things, um, and I hadn't thought about like the um, like the the science stuff of like you know a, a decom um, type of thing, but that's I'm, I'm on board with that. So um, I guess with that, let's just keep on trucking. Um, what do we think about um, how this episode fared? Scale of one to ten, one being a dumpster fire, ten being absolutely amazing. Uh, how do you rate this, man? Let's see. So, <clears throat> I think if I think, and I'm not, I, I'm going to comment purely based upon what I am viewing as a new product. I don't necessarily see this as a continuation of Star Trek Picard. I kind of see this as a bit of a almost a restart. So if we take away everything, okay. strip it back like we're looking at something brand new. If we are saying that we trust our writers and our writers are clever. I'm not saying that, but I'm just hypothetically there are sure. a lot of interesting paths that this show can take. I think Picard's forgetful moments, his getting rid of stuff, the potential for him being at the end of his life is an interesting exploration. I think that Riker's struggles are an interesting exploration if you choose to go that way. I think that how you bring in other characters that we know are going to be here is also an interesting path. And I guess the only thing that I'm not like hanging on by a thread right now with is the drama. Like our our core, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word for uh, struggle, uh, our, our core struggle, because mm -hmm. we're basically going up against another terrible threat that we have to figure out that we're picking up the pieces for, which is like every other show we watch, um, and I'm not saying that's wrong. But you, again, like sometimes I want to live a little bit in the moment. And, and I don't think, I don't know. I don't mm -hmm. feel like we're doing that. But again, mm -hmm. if our writers are good and if our writers are clever, they could make it work because it's worked. It's worked in a multitude of different shows. 
Uh, Rafi's turn, maybe. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. They're gonna have to really try with that because they've really done that character no service over the past two seasons. Um, visually, I think things are good. I think they're trying to toss in a lot of Easter eggs, which are kind of um, a bit meh at times. You know, we had the Resican flute. We had that nesting doll that his uh, Picard's um, former professor gave him uh, on his desk. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that stuff just sort of seems like crowd service, you know, fan service. But I think people are kind of tired of that. I don't think they need that as much. Um, and I'll also say this. It's kind of sad seeing Patrick Stewart so old. I have. And it, I it's think just, you've, you've said that last It's It's too. sad seeing him aged and we're putting him into this action movie when in reality Star Trek had action but it also had a lot of procedural it had a lot of thinking I want I want them to think I want them to act but I don't need them to be constantly shooting up everything I, I don't need that um yeah, but I, yeah. I'm 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 really cautious about where we're going because it looks like we've got maybe Picard's son, which is a rehash. We've got the same got to get to the end so that we can figure out the big bad guy, which is a rehash. Currently, right now, IMDb has this rated uh, eight point five, less than five hundred votes, but eight point five. I can't go anywhere near that. Um, and we have traditionally rated our first episodes of stuff rather high, I think. Um, but it was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. It was enjoyable. Uh, it's just, it seems like we're a little rehashy. Um, but I had a good time uh, watching it. It didn't seem quite as awkward as maybe the start of season one or the entirety of season two. Um, I just don't see people fist pumping every time we get a new character. I just don't see that here. I, I, I don't know that that's necessarily the route we're going to get. I'm really struggling with the rating because I, I did enjoy it, but I'm, I'm so cautious about it that I, I don't want to go too high. Um, I am going to go with a tentative score that will probably be re-examined when we hit retrospect time. And I am going to say I'm going to go a little higher, I think, than what I was probably going into, but I'm going to give it a round even eight. Okay. Very good. So I... I told my my Amzadi, like, hey, I'm going to set an alarm. I'm going to get up early and watch this thing. And um, I did. And I didn't even talk about this, but I just, I enjoyed, for some reason, just not having the same intro um, that we've been so used to with the prior two seasons. 
Like you don't have like the vineyard like teardrop something thing going on with like the very pensive theme, right? It's just like logo, boom, we're there. And then we have the like the end credits, which is going to be like the traditional kind of opening kind of music, but it was the first contact um, end theme uh, medley that we were we were treated with with a number of of things um, and you have like some callbacks to or you have in like the the end credits for this episode um, stuff having to do with like the holodeck um, among other things and like systems and like this building of this like the schematic of something which I, I don't know what it was but I saw like waveform accelerator I think in the in the, the end credits and then we see like some some like uh, sheet music that's on the L cars that you and I were were kind of like looking at. And I've been trying to figure out for most of of the day, like leading up to this, um, like recording this this episode. Um. So. Yeah, like there are some like Easter eggs, like in like um, when they're in the bar, like there is like a poster, like kind of over the shoulder of um the car uh, sorry of um of Riker before like uh um, him and Picard start talking where like you you can see some ships like you have like um Archer's Enterprise you have Kirk's you have the, the I think the Enterprise D um I believe it's the Voyager you have Voyager and then like one other non-main ship I want to say that's on there that you can kind of see and then of course like other tchotchkes like throughout that you've already talked about um it was, to me, dude, like, I am a sucker for nostalgia. I am a sucker for um, seeing, like, the next-gen crew, like, knowing they're coming back. But especially seeing, like, Picard and Riker together. It was like a nice cold glass of water on a hot summer day. I was just really enjoying it. Um I didn't feel like things were dragging. I didn't feel like it went too fast, but I also didn't feel like it went too slow. I thought the pacing of the episode was just right, which I think has been like one of the complaints that I've had. And I know many of us have had at different times in reviewing these shows, like whether it's discovery, it's been Picard, either the first or the second season, whatever, or just any other show for that matter. Um, so I really like that. Um, I'd kind of talked about earlier, like with Rafi, like Rafi has been um, like no, I promise you, there's nothing against Michelle Hurd. There is nothing against Michelle Hurd. I was just I'm just not digging her character at all, at all. And there was a term that my high school drama teacher would use with us um, called schmacting, where you're overacting. It's like basically like soap like soap opera style acting. It's just like way over the top. And that is that that's exactly the word to describe Rafi to me. Like just it just everything about her just like the characterization just seems like it's just so overdone, like so over the top to where it's just fake. And like whenever we're we're meeting like with the Orion like drug dealer or you know crime boss or you know whatever the role is like that just like is like oh hard eye roll and like 
um, the part, there's even a part in the beginning, not with, um, with Rafi, but with Laris, where like there's this tender moment. I know it's supposed to be a tender moment between her and Picard and they've got a thing going on and fine. But it was, to me, it was just so cringy, like cringeworthy. Like, no, no, don't, don't, don't kiss. Don't kiss. Don't, oh, you kissed. I, I, I like that whole scene like, between Laris and like Picard, I was like doing this number. I was like, just like looking away. I'm like, this just feels so awkward. I can't, I just can't right now. Um, I like how they're using Beverly. I think they're giving her more stuff to chew on, which I like. Um, I, I like, I like seeing my boy back. I like seeing Riker doing his thing. And, um, I would love for him to be an admiral before this is all said and done. Probably not going to happen. And I like, I think I like this Picard so far this season compared to the prior two. Um, so overall, I really did enjoy this episode. Um, it's not going to be as high as um, the Stargazer was, which was our season two opener for Picard, uh, where I think I, where we all gave those like nines across the board. Like that was just a great episode. Um, I thought this was a, a a very very good, even like I'd probably say like a pretty wonderful kind of episode. Um, but it didn't like blow my socks off. Like there's still some issues with it, and I, I think some of the things that I pointed out too. So I'm in the same ballpark as you. Um, I think I would give it just a little. I, I promise, just a little bit higher. Um, then an eight, um, it's probably like an eight, two, eight, three for me. Um, so not too far off, but like I, I couldn't go past, like, I don't think an 8.5 for this. Not yet. So, um, between us, um, that gives, um, this first, um, the season three opener an 8.15, um, so far. Yep, and you said and IMDb was what an eight and a half? Is that right? Which I did. I looked at that earlier, oh. and um, it was an eight point okay. eight. Interesting. Uh, when I looked at it earlier today. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it did. It has come down a little bit, but it's still at least in the eight point. I mean, it's still middle of the road, so it's middle to high, so it's fine. Um, yeah. Well, this has been this has been a really long episode um, of of us talking about. It, but that's t- I think that's typically how yeah. our um, our season openers are. Usually, usually our season openers and our our season finales tend to be like the longest recaps um, once we get in our groove and stuff. But before we get out of here, dude, let's talk about the most important part, of the, uh, most the important part poll. of the show, and that of course is yeah, the Twitter poll. Eric goes high, just you know, yeah. Wow. Oh, Twitter yeah, ball, brother. <laughs> All right. So I asked the people of the Twitter this very, very, very important question um, because that's what we do around here. We ask important questions. Um, here it is. Of those listed, who are you looking forward to seeing the most on Star Trek Picard season three? The choices are Jordy, Lore, Troy, or Worf. Lore, lore chase. 
I mean, I'm just I'm I'm putting That's the people true. that are on like the poster there. Well, I mean, for me, it's you know Worf. I've always Worf. Worf's always been my favorite character. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Do it. Well, shall we get into it then? Do the thing. All right. Execute. All right. So coming in in fourth place with 11.1% of the vote. Lore. Didn't see that one, one coming, did you? never guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Coming in in third place with 16.7% of the vote. The man who is the master of Technobabble, Jordy. Kind of sad. Like, I really like Jordy, but it's fine. So we're down to our final two. It's between Troy and Worf. Okay. So, that, so here we go. Coming in in second place, our runner-up with 27.8% of the vote. Troy, which means our winner with 44.4% of the vote, Worf. Wow. You got one. Come on, Eric. That's if he's listening. I don't know if I mean he might. I don't know. It's fine. He'll listen eventually. All right, that's it. We'll be back with um, with more stuff. We are just at the beginning of um, of this here season, this final season of Star Trek Picard. Um, we still don't know when you know Discovery and Strange New Worlds and all the other stuff is going to be coming back, but I'm hoping it'll be. Soon, I'm hoping that we'll get an announcement at least at first contact day, if not sooner than that, for Pete's sake. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. I, mean, I need my strange new worlds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Well, David, thank you as always for, for chit-chatting, and um, let's let's get the heck out of here. So um, all you out there in listener land, what do you think of the episode? Um, did you rate it higher than an eight? Lower? Do you not care? You just don't, you know, assign numerical values. That's cool, too. Um, let us know. Uh, you can open up Hailing Frequencies and enter in coordinates to trtvpod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice-only transmission at 817-752-4757. Remember, there's a three-minute limit before the hunters come after us, and we have to use our phaser shotguns, our phase shotguns, to make them go bye-bye. Um, other than that, if you want to mail us something, like an old-school enterprise d communicator with a myriad kodak i would love to get that sent to the lone star station p.o box 2455 azel texas 76098 everyone thank you so very much for tuning in and as always we always remember to boldly go and make it so